Welcome to Mind Over Matter, where we feature young Jamaicans who are shooting for the stars. At 20 years old, she's dubbed the energy queen. She's a radio host, entrepreneur, social advocate, and a student. She's visually impaired, having lost her vision in one eye, but she continues to excel despite her circumstances. My guest, Aishiba Cornwall, shares her story. Welcome to Mind Over Matter, Aishiba. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's great having you, man. I'm looking forward to you, to talking to you. And from my introduction, you wear so many hats, yet you're just 20 years old. Um, I read in your bio that you are visually impaired. You've lost your vision in, in one eye. Can you tell us how, what happened? Sure, no problem. So this is one of the stories that I took to be the story. You know, whenever <laughs> anybody asks me about my challenges, it really was a traumatic experience. So at the age of nine, I went to a fair, you know, with my sister and, you know, family, nice family fair. Mm -hmm. And we're having fun, you know, just enjoying the day when I felt a sharp pain in my eye. My sister was wondering what was going on. You know, we were playing and there were a lot of bees around, you know. So she thought maybe I got stung, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I fell or something. But in reality, somebody threw a bottle uh, that was filled with water and stone at me and it ended up uh, hitting me in my left eye. I can't tell you if I was instantly blind at that moment. I have no idea. I just can remember feeling that sharp pain. I remember a lot of people coming around me and carrying me to my mother. You know, we went to the hospital right after. I don't know what happened then. I was nine years old. Um, however, afterwards, I realized that I had a patch over my left eye for a very long time, for a few months. You know, and I was wondering what was going on. I asked my mom. Why would something like this happen to me? No, I mean, what did I do to deserve something like this? And, you know, ever since that time, I just haven't been able to see out of my left eye at all. When, whenever I tell this story, I always tell people that I see the world from Plantin's perspective. A lot of people don't know who Plantin is. Is that little green guy in SpongeBob with the one eye. Oh, That's the one how eye. I see the world. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm looking through the left eye, it's, it's black. Mm -hmm. blackness. can't see anything at all you understand me um and it's been very hard i won't say that it's something that i've gotten over i really don't think it's something i'll ever be able to get no, over um not at all so i'm just trying my best to do all that i can but that must have been traumatic how did you deal with that loss honestly i as i said you know a while ago i don't think i dealt with it um i don't think i'll ever be able to deal with it but what i can do is just encourage myself you know not because something like this happened to me mean that i can't achieve my goals mm -hmm. doesn't mean i can't achieve anything that i set my mind out to uh it, it messes with my confidence sometimes you know i'll put that out there because because of the incident i'm my eyes are actually crossed now I wasn't born like that so it kind of messes with my confidence where that is concerned but i have to just keep motivating and encouraging myself look here this already happened already Mm -hmm. can't do anything about it you just have to move on so were, were you bullied in school because of it you know when this happened to me i i was completely fine with it i was okay you know all through primary school because i would have been in the third grade when it happened however when i got to high school Whoa, you know, high school mm -hmm. years <laughs> the high school years this is where everything started you know just happening 
A lot of times I'll be looking at people and, you know, they'll be like, yeah, look for me. And yeah, look for me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some little stuff like that. And, yeah. you know, I went to a school where the girls wore white socks. Mm-hmm. White socks. So a lot of times I'd walk and I'd step on somebody's white socks and them cuss, you know. But in reality, I didn't see didn't you. See, yeah. I did not see you, honestly. You get me? <laughs> but I, you know, people always, oh, you're looking at me. Why your eyes look like that? And they stare. And you know, I've, I've always been bullied in that time, in that type of way. But mm. what am I going to do about it? I just have to move on. And as I said before, I'm the type of person who I constantly motivate myself. Then I'm intrinsically motivated. So I really have to sit down and have some candid discussions with myself. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine that you feel this way. You know, you're feeling sad right now. People are bullying you because of this. It's a part of life. All right. Just dust yourself off and move on. You understand me? Do you think that this experience was, um, was a fuel that pushed you to, you know, to having so many achievements to be successful? I think it's one of the things that pushed me. I, when I started feeling the way I started to feel when I, when, when I got hit in my eye and, and the lack of confidence, you know, the self-esteem started going down for me. That was the point in time where I started to feel really bad. And I said to myself, but wait there, you know, I feel so bad. I would not want anybody else to feel like this, you know. Mm. And just because of that, I started to say, all right, how can I maybe help in the process of having other young people be comfortable, be confident in their own skin and to just love themselves for who they are. And that's kind of how I started to be all motivated. I got encouraged to go into advocacy, um, social advocacy for youth empowerment to try and to, to just inspire and empower young people. Mm-hmm. You understand me? So it's it's definitely that one thing that helped me to push for that aspect of my life. Okay. You mentioned earlier that you went to Excelsior High School. Um right. tell us about that experience at um Excelsior. You were also the head girl. Right. Wow. You see this now? It's always a nice story to tell, you know. Yeah. A lot of times when I tell people that I actually didn't want to go to Excelsior, they look at me weird. Mm-hmm. And it's true. After I passed for Excelsior, I was like, okay, cool. I don't really want to go here. Yeah. I didn't have a reason for not wanting to go there, you know. I just didn't want to. Oh, yeah. However, school. Yeah, I mean... And it's a good school. And I can yeah. tell you that now because I've gone through the process. I've gone through the whole seven years of Excelsior. But when I went there, I went there for summer school in grade seven. Yeah, man. And I was just going around my, my daily life, you know, summer school, having classes. And I see this lady come up to me and she said to me, you know, if you continue on the right path, you're going to be the head girl for this school. What? <laughs> and I look at this What's wrong with this crazy? Like, who are you? <laughs> who are you and why are you telling me this? And it was so random. I mean, it was so random. I've never talking, um, talked to her before. I've never yeah. seen her before. But she told me that. And when I went to Excelsior, um, for normal school now in grade 7, I realized that she is the, she's one of the vice principals. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. So I think it's really at that point that I started to kind of eye the head girl position. Because me say, boy, if this lady can tell me I can do it, you know, who says I can't? Yes. You understand me? So I just, 
I started going through Excelsior. Um, I tried to do well academically. Uh, there's a there's one point where my classmates started actually putting my name down for certain positions. So like for class monitor, I got the opportunity to represent my classes for the students council body. So that's kind of when I started to get involved in advocacy. So I started that at Excelsior actually. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, so I'm really interested in you know youth empowerment, leadership and Excelsior. It really is that place that honed, helped me to hone those skills and I'm really appreciative of it. Definitely love the experience overall. Teachers, principals, everybody nice. And I really can say that place is the place that made me who I am, made me the Aishiba I am today. Okay, that's awesome. So how did you how did you get your start in media? Talk of you. Wow. So it was actually while I was at Excelsior when I remember at one point I got the opportunity to write a paper homework and I wrote it so well the teacher said you know that this can be published mm-hmm. and I said what do you mean published just say yeah man try to see how you can get it published in the papers so I decided to see how I could do just that and I went about searching the internet and I saw the opportunity to become a teenage writer for the Jamaica Observer mm-hmm. so I said all right let me try this out so that is really, as it relates to media, that's really the first place where I found out that, all right, maybe I might have a passion for writing. So I went out, got the opportunity. I got through as a writer and I said, all right. And then I saw that Talk Up You was looking for persons for their talk show. I said, all right. The year before, I saw a 15-year-old on it. Mm-hmm. And I said, I wonder if I can, you know, be another 15-year-old that yeah. came on the show. And that kind of really pushed me and motivated me. Yeah. And I said, all right, let me try it out. I tried it out, got through, and, and I got on the show. At 15? At 15. I started my, my journey at Talk Up Youth at 15 years old. And it, it's a real, it has been a really awesome one, I should say. Um, when I started at 15, honestly, I didn't know what youth empowerment was. Mm-hmm. I feel like I knew the basics, but I didn't really understand it. Yeah. But as I grew through, you know, I started at 15. And after the TV show, I, I went ahead to be a part of the Talk of You radio show that is um, on Nationwide 90 FM. Mm-hmm. Right. So I went through it. 15-year-old Aishiba, 16-year-old, 17, <laughs> up until I'm actually 20 now. And I'm one of the lead hosts on the the radio show now so talk of you really did play a big part in honing who i am as an individual too and you know i'm studying integrated marketing communication i really love marketing communication and media and talk of you was able to help with that right that, that, that is something else um but then you went international you went you're gone abroad on <laughs> kithub junior network tell us about that so the Kids of Media uh, Network is an international organization that actually helps uh, young. It helps to give young people a voice. Mm-hmm. You understand, and it's it it helps you in a way where it be, it helps you to become a junior broadcaster, representing Jamaica, going abroad, stuff like that. And I saw the opportunity, and I went ahead. As I said, you know, miss right. all of but the- everything, everything that comes your way, you look like you go feet everything. <laughs> Like, do you know how I find these these nice little things <laughs> on the internet? Oh, mm-hmm. yes. So I started advertising on the internet and I said, all right, why not apply? Because guess what? It's either you get a yes or you get a no, you know. 
either you get a yes or you get a no and i got the opportunity i got the yes and i went on for kids up i got the opportunity to travel uh to new york for uh an event called we day um in association with the united nations uh, got the opportunity to interview some really great people people that i only saw on the tv here in jamaica there's this one um celebrity that i remember interviewing her name is monique coleman she actually came on the high school musical um series oh. that everybody knew about oh i only saw her on tv so to be in front of her to be beside her talking having a nice conversation it was really good overall that experience was really good kids have gave me the opportunity to let me understand the importance of youth voice and why it is important for young people to talk up uh against you know matters that are affecting us as young people so so your advice um Aishiba, to our young people is to take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves and go for it. Absolutely. I can't say it any better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as I said before, the internet is there for your advantage. It's there for your taking every everything that you need. Any type of information you need, you can google it and you can get it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these opportunities are out there you know and a lot of people not grabbing yeah. it that's what you need to do you need to know what you want you know know what you want and grab the opportunities as you get them and i know a lot of young people might be sitting down when they're watching this and they might be saying oh but i don't feel like i'm qualified for this i don't feel like i can get this and you might be true you might not be qualified for real but how about you try and learn and grow in the process when you do get through how about you do that you understand me but i really want to encourage young people to go after your goals it is 2022 <laughs> it's the new year we're trying to be big and better and do amazing things in 2022 so that is definitely my encouragement for the young people um so you started a business in high school you are the ceo of empower youth tees tell us about your, your business and how you started so thank you for that Good question i really really hold that business there to my heart um as you as you hear me talk throughout this whole series or this whole episode you'll hear me talk about empowerment mm-hmm. and how it is that i'm really interested in inspiring young jamaicans mm-hmm. and that is exactly what the empower youth t stands for i really want to create an opportunity where when somebody sees my t-shirt they'll be empowered and inspired to do anything that they put their mind to you understand me mm-hmm. so one at a time i tell you you know when i when i got hit in my eye and the way that i felt i really didn't want anybody else to feel this way and that's how i decided to come up with the idea for the t-shirts a lot of people love fashion you know when they have on a t-shirt and you see a nice little coat on it i want mm-hmm. people to feel good when they see that so mm-hmm. i started to align those two together so with the fashion and with the encouraging words and i put it together and say yes this is what i'm going to do so you know when people for example you're sitting on the bus and you're not feeling your best self and you see somebody walk through the door you know and so peer the driver <laughs> and walking coming down and walk past you and you see something where i say impressed in the volume yeah. wow what can you imagine how somebody will feel when they sit and lose that in the state that they're in 
that's honestly the look that i had that's what i had in my mind that's a vision i had and that's what i really wanted to do for young people in jamaica and to be honest i feel like i succeeded because if it's only one person comes to me and say look here i feel inspired by your shirts then i feel like i would have been successful and i've gotten a lot of dms from people on instagram a lot of messages of people who really appreciate it so i feel like i definitely succeeded <laughs> what were some of the words that you'd have written on them What's so one the one of the, i'm going to give you the most recent one and okay. the one i think everybody loves because of the time that we're in mm -hmm. so the last design said corona can't stop my shine yeah man that can't was. stop my shine yes. so at one point you know when corona came everybody was feeling a bit down and mm -hmm. you know they didn't know what to do with their lives especially our young people a lot of people started to create businesses during the time. A lot of persons started to, you know, grow. They just started doing online classes, courses, you know, getting certified online. And, you know, that was something that they did. And they said that when they saw the shirt and they saw the coat, that's what motivated them to do that. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. They're like, yes. <laughs> so that's one of the quotes that we use. And I think during this time, it is still something uh, that I think can motivate people. You know, not because Corona can't stop your shine. Not be in a time, just continue doing what you're doing and continue to be the amazing, wonderful people that you are. Right. So, so it's all about positivity and encouragement. Always, always. You know, they, they, whenever I go anywhere, I say to people, positive vibes only. I don't want the negativity around me. That's just the type of person that I am. Yes. So what um, are some of the challenges that you faced um, as a young entrepreneur? Capital. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Yeah. When I started the business, I had to be using my lunch money. Mm -hmm. Had to be. I wasn't even getting much. I'm not from a wealthy background, you know. Mm -hmm. So the little that I had, I had to be putting that in the business. You know, actually, when I did start out, I started out with a few friends as well. A lot of people don't know that. So I wasn't the only one who started mm -hmm. out. You know, so I had my friends actually chipping in, putting some money in here and there when they can. And, you know, whenever I get a little Christmas money, a little money from grandma, you know, I'd put that in there as well. And that's really what I started to do for that. And at one point, uh, some of the money I had to be using it to pay other people to create the designs. Mm -hmm. And I decided that this wasn't working out, you know, with the profit that I was making, it was really draining me. So what I decided to do was to actually learn how to use Photoshop myself. And I started creating the designs myself. Had to be proactive in some kind of way. Mm -hmm. So I did that. But capital was a problem. And being disciplined enough to actually continue that that was one of the biggest problems and that is one of the biggest problems even now mm -hmm. a lot of times i get so distracted with the other things that are going on in my life mm -hmm. and it's just so hard to be disciplined and stay and stick to what i'm doing so those are you know the two main things that i'm trying to work on you know even right now in, in pushing the business forward so what advice do you have for 
a young person who wants to start, wanted a startup business? This is what I have to say. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Do your research. And what we realize is that a lot of persons are doing the same type of business, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of persons, a lot of persons are selling t-shirts with motivational quotes on them. What I did to try to make mine a little different from theirs was to make it the, the youth, make young people the target, okay. and to also make the words really in Jamaican patois. Oh. So that was my unique selling point yeah. for my business. So make sure that you do your research. Look mm-hmm. at who you see doing the same thing that you want to do. Look at how you can make yours a little better, mm-hmm. a little different and unique in your own way. Mm-hmm. And remember, data is important all the time. So you definitely need to do your research. It cannot excel or be successful in a business if you don't do your research and as as you talk about that do, just do it a lot of times you have the crazy idea in your head and you sit down and you make doubt drag you all over the place and you don't want to do anything because you're afraid of failing but you definitely have to put that aside and you don't know what that crazy idea will bring you mm-hmm. that's a very good advice um Aishiba. so where can persons get your t-shirts to buy so you can actually DM myself on Instagram at underscore Aishiba or you can go to the business page, Empower Youth Tees on Instagram. All you have to do is send your the design that you want, your shirt color and the shirt size. I also have an online uh, t-shirt, uh, I would call it a shop. It's an online shop that you can actually go and order your t-shirts. So if you're living in the diaspora, US, the UK, Canada, all over the world, you can make (laughs) orders online as well. Oh, that's very good, man. Um, You're presently a student at University of the West Indies. How um, do you balance all the things that you're doing with studying? Good question. I don't know. I've been so honest. It is one thing that I am still working on. It is so hard. Yeah. It is so hard. And you know, we were having a conversation before we started, and I was telling you that I started working now. So it's going to be even harder. But one of the things I have to I have to tell myself that remember in university, you know, school always comes first for me. Anybody can tell you, I will drop everything else that I'm doing to focus on school because that's always important for me. But what I do is try to prioritize during a specific time. Mm -hmm. So if I know that I have something due for school tomorrow, I have something due for work two days from now, and I have an event to host next week, I will always prioritize the thing that is coming next. Mm -hmm. So I'll prioritize the schoolwork because that one is tomorrow. And that's just how I continue to do what I do. Um, Some of the time when I don't feel motivated to do any work at all, because that happens to me, I told you I'm intrinsically motivated, but sometimes I need a little push maybe from my friends. So sometimes I'd say, you know, you can't motivate me. Tell me something, man. Tell me something. And I have friends who do stuff like this sometimes. So one of the things I can tell young people to do as well is to ensure that you have people in your circle who genuinely care for you and who can genuinely motivate you when you need it. What was the transition like um, moving from in-person to online school how did you cope with all of that it was so hard it was so hard it was not and it is still not easy even now no i would have moved from excelsior in sixth form 
to university online. Mm -hmm. So the big push, you know that moving from high school overall to university is a big thing, but having to do it online, it was not easy at all. During my first week, I felt like I wanted to drop out of university. And I always tell people, I love Cal's bag juice, the red ones. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to sell these. <laughs> it was that bad. I was so serious. I felt like I was drowning. Mr. Yeah, man, bag juice, I'm going to sell them. Maybe I can make money that way. Who needs university anyway? That's what I was telling myself, honestly. But I, I, I sat down, had a candid conversation with myself and said, all right, calm down. You're being dramatic now, calm down think about it and so i said all right let's see how i can do this i tried to make a plan for myself to see how best i could balance school because you know i was doing some courses that i've never done before and everything was just so new mm. especially you can't see a lecturer you can't run them down in the schoolyard so you can't explain this to yeah. me or so but i tried to make it work so i did book sessions with with lecturers online you know, to see how best we could navigate certain things. And and I had to do that for myself. And I think the strategy that I use personally worked because by the end of first year, the first semester, I realized that I made it on the dean's list uh, for the Faculty of Humanities and Education. So that was really good. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. And when I went on to second semester, I did the same exact thing from first semester and I made it on the dean's list again. So I was like, yeah, man, this strategy is working for yes. me. And, you know, I will tell you, although that worked for me, probably won't work for, work for everybody yeah mm-hmm. won't work for everybody so what young people need to do is to sit and really look at your life look at how you can create a strategy for you and look at what can work for you so what motivates um Aishiba? that question <laughs> that's a big question it's a big question i i would say one of the most important things is my my drive to be successful and to empower people and i'm going to tell you why i'm i'm an intrinsically motivated person you know so i might not meet i I might not need somebody to come you know push me all the time and say you need to do this you know you need to be here by x time whatever i'm not that type of person i'm intrinsically motivated so i try to motivate myself as much as possible and as i said before whenever i'm not feeling well enough to do it i will always ask my friends or i'll get somebody else to help push me but for me as well being be visualizing where i want to be like 10 years from now really it keeps me going all the time you understand me and that really motivates me empowering young people whenever i see young people being successful and achieving their goals based on something i would have told them or something i shared on my social media platform that keeps me going in that aspect of my life and i love that and one of the persons i well two of the persons i definitely have to 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 give thanks for my grandmother and my mother they're always there for me always pushing and always motivating me and you know those are the two women in my life who are doing extremely well they helped me so much and i really appreciate it um with the rise of influencers on social media um many corporate and brands are landing partnership deals with young influencers and you are one of these young influencers you're the social media ambassador to the u.s embassy what does that entail and how were you chosen 
You know, I don't usually call myself an influencer. <laughs> I feel like a move up in life. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes. But uh, influencership. Hmm. I wouldn't call myself an influencer at all, but I do have an amazing opportunity to work as a social media ambassador for the U.S. Embassy here in Kingston, Jamaica, as you said. And that, that opportunity came by unexpectedly. It wasn't something I had applied for. So I, I was genuinely shocked when I saw, you know, the email uh, from the office uh, inviting me to become one of the ambassadors. Now, I would have gotten that opportunity uh, based on a recommendation from my mentor uh, to whoever is in charge of that as aspect of the embassy. And I got the letter. I was really surprised, really shocked. But, you know, who, whoever was sending out that information or sent out that email obviously liked what they saw on, on social media and obviously wanted me to be a part of their program in that aspect. So really in simple terms, what I do is to really amplify the work of the U.S. Embassy here in Jamaica. The U.S. Embassy, they're doing a lot of amazing things right now, actually. They have a youth ambassador program uh, application going around for young people to sign up. Uh, it's an exchange program where they can go to the U.S. and experience amazing things. And upon coming back to Jamaica, they will have the opportunity to create a program, to execute a program uh, to build their communities. So I think that's an excellent opportunity. I'm telling them right now. So you can go to the U.S. Embassy's website or go on their Instagram page and sign up for that. All young people. You mentioned um, mentorship. How important is mentorship to you? Mentorship is so, so, so important for me. So I would have said that I would have gotten that, that opportunity through a recommendation from my mentor. Now, I always say to you know, you have a lot of people who claim to be mentors, <laughs> but they don't really do the work of a mentor. They don't know their mentees. They don't know anything about them. And it's all about photo ops and, and putting stuff in the media to say, yeah, man, this is what I'm doing. But mentorship is so much more than that. How are you helping the person to grow personally? How are you helping them to give them opportunities so that they can go on up in a life and be successful? Do you know them on a personal level? Do you know their aspirations, their goals? Do you really know them? And, you know, this is a lot of things. This is one of the biggest things I'm seeing in Jamaica as it relates to mentorship. And I'd love to see that change. I'd love to see, you know, older persons really being genuine in the way that they go about mentoring younger persons because trust me we need it and i say we because i'm still in that bracket we definitely need it so if boy if you're one of those persons out there who make it in a life and you're doing well may i ask you please mom or sir <laughs> give back to the young people them in that way and be genuine about it yeah mm -hmm. what, what are some of the factors you think that has led to to your success so far? Well, I would definitely say prayer. Mm. Can I say I that? I can That's one of the things. Mm -hmm. Definitely prayer. Um, I'm a really spiritual person and I never forget God in anything that I do. You understand me? So I always have to give him the thanks and the glory all the time, every time. So most of these things that I do, yes, I put in the work, but I feel like 
if it wasn't for God who gave me the, the ability to, you know, just be the type of person I am, to have the skills that I have, I wouldn't have reached anywhere. And just being the type of person who I am, who genuinely see things and go for it, I think that's one of the biggest things that has been able to, that I've been able to help me as well. And there are a lot of young people around me who are doing amazing job and they motivate me and inspire me to do even mm-hmm. better or to do just as well as they're doing. And I can talk about one person, Miss Tamway Campbell. She is an absolute amazing, you know, young lady. She's actually the festival queen for Miss uh, for Kingston and St. Andrew mm-hmm. right now. She's doing amazing work and she motivates and inspires me to do so much more. And I'm really appreciative for uh, people like her who are, who are in my circle. Mm-hmm. All right. So what message do you have, um, Aishiba, to leave for young people? Talk to them. <laughs> Look here, young people. <laughs> I think one of the things I can say to you is that you can do anything you put your mind to. You can abs- and it's not being cliche. I'm being mm-hmm. so honest right now. A lot of times you have the voices in the back of our head saying, Oh, we can't do this or we can't do that, but get rid of it. It's not gonna be easy to get rid of it, you know, but get rid of it and think about it. What do you want to achieve? Where do you want to be in the next 10 years? Think about it and see how you can start working now from now to achieve your goals. One of the biggest things I always tell young people too is that all the opportunities you want. Remember, I talked about Google earlier. I know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can Google anything and it's there. Yeah, so ensure that you take advantage mm-hmm. of all of these opportunities. And the last thing I would leave you with is this. Whenever you are doing excellent work and you're doing amazing and you're you climb up the ladder now a success ensure that the person who is behind you mm-hmm. or the person who is down there make sure you help bring them up too ensure you help to inspire them and motivate them to do amazing things too and all the knowledge where you learn you share it with other young people too because guess what when i'm in around here mm-hmm. i mean always tell people that any knowledge that you have that you think can help other people share it with them. Mm-hmm. You understand this? So I definitely want to tell all the young people that today. Well, Aishiba, I can't believe you are 20 years old. You know, I, I can't believe that. And you have certainly given us some, um, some lessons here today. It's been great talking to you. You're a great motivator. Me love your vibes. Me love your spirit. And boy, I have to say all the best um, for your, your endeavors, whatever you're going to do. Boy, I mean, I don't even know what else you're going to do, but I'm sure <laughs> there, there's going to be something else. And I'm looking forward to following you and seeing, watching you grow and all of that. I really, really appreciate it. And thank you so much again for having me. Yeah, man. Lovely. Lovely.